G'day Trendsetters, welcome to episode 224 of the Transmove Podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have any questions you'd like to submit through to the show, jump on through to the website, trainsmooth.com, or send me through an email, tim at trainsmooth.com. So today's question, oh, I've got, I've got news. Um, I've mentioned it a few times how I had a daily, I have got a daily vlog, and I just, I don't know, three, four must be about a month ago I stopped doing them because they were pretty I don't know they were inconsistent they were inconsistent with people watching you know that ah oh, who really wants to pay much attention to what I'm doing you know sometimes I'd get like five people watching and then and then another time there'll be sixty people watching and then all of a sudden it just bounces up out of nowhere to five hundred people and then go back down to three the next day sort of thing so it was all over the show and so I thought oh, I'll just give up I'll just focus on you know doing my thing and I'll just spend that extra time doing more of my own thing and I had a couple of messages come through saying you know again did they keep doing the vlog I like it but and stuff like that and I thought oh bugger it I'll, do, I'll keep doing it and so as of today I will start my daily vlog again so you can jump on through to YouTube uh, just type in Trainsmove. Don't type in my name because I don't really use my own personal YouTube channel anymore. But if you type in Trainsmove, click a little subscribe there um, or, you know, watch it or um, I'll uh, upload it onto, what's it called, Instagram TV. You can watch it on that. Trainsmove number one is the Instagram holder. And the person who owns Trainsmove, I got in contact with him a couple of times asking for me to buy his username and he won't. You just... Yeah, oh, won't even reply to me. Anyway, I digress big time. So today's question comes from Stephen. Now we all know Stephen. Stephen has sent in uh, must be a half a dozen questions now over the time. So Stephen's just to give everyone a quick, quick bring you all up to speed with Stephen. Stephen's doing a seventy point three. He's currently do, training to one of my training plans which that makes him a little bit awesome. And he keeps submitting questions in it. And I like people submitting multiple questions in, especially as they go, because we get to follow it along. And, yeah, I like all that stuff. So just, again, if you have any questions, send them through to tim at trainsmove.com or jump on through to the website, trainsmove.com. So here we go. Hi, Tim. I need to get faster on the bike. How do I get faster on the bike? The sprint, the, the sprint was the sprint try was awesome. So he just did a sprint distance triathlon last weekend. I finished fifth. Uh, I finished top five in the swim and then fell off from there. Not because I was tired though. I just don't understand how people ride so fast, so much faster than me. Uh, I hate it when people ride faster than me too. Uh, running is my weakest, but I really, but I was really happy. With the 9.6 miles, stayed pretty steady with the run. Uh, the race was... Yeah, blah, 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 blah. I had I had the second fastest transition from the swim to the bike. Jeez, I, I love fast transition. Now, I'm just going to... Before I finish reading the rest of the question, I keep, I keep harping on what Alan Pittman, my old coach, my man, current mentor, super great coach said to me once at Ironman Australia but the day before he goes there's no reason why your transition time can't be as fast as Jason Shortus who's you know an Australian triathlon legend who was racing pro at that time but 
it's true. You see people walk into transition. They'll be farting around. They'll go, ah, do you see that? No, yeah, yeah. Just get in there. Get Take your wetsuit off. Get, get Only grab what you need. Everything should be on your bike and you get the hell out of there. So anyway, I digress slightly. But the bike was, but bike to run was a little slower. I think I'll have my shoes tied next time and take my feet out of the bike shoes before I stop riding. Perfect. I love that. I'll give you some tips in that in a second. Um, keep up the great work with the podcast. Love all that stuff. So, mate, let me just enter these last last couple of lines here. So, I would highly recommend keeping your bike shoes connected to your bike at all time. The only reason your shoes need to come off your bike is if you're transporting the bike somewhere or if you're washing it. So, so you start every bike ride off barefoot or just in your socks or so you you know you run jump straight on off you go you finish every bike ride with your shoes still on there so you unstrap your you know one two three hundred meters out from home you start unstrapping your um take your feet out start riding barefoot and then dismount like you would in transition maybe run to your letterbox or so you know three or four steps and you and you're as sound as a pound so so that's what i would recommend also i'd recommend um yeah, with the with the shoelaces, there's a, a couple of things. I, I you know I just mentioned mentioned the great Jason Shortest. He was he's got multiple fastest marathon times in crazy amounts of Ironman races for all around the world. Yeah, and he never had race laces. He would manually tie them up and then off he went, which goes which guy kind of goes against the trend of what a lot of pros do he he, he did it because um he didn't want any sort of unnatural movements in his shoe through you know he wanted it all secured in personally i use race laces when i'm racing i don't really use them in training though i use um race laces I, well, my race shoes i have on racing flats and I'll in the lead up to a race, I'll just pull them out to do the occasional brick run and the occasional off run with it with them. But you can say so you can either buy some race laces; they're not expensive. Or um, what Pete Jacobs does, I'm you know hammering out some names here. Um, Pete Jacobs goes to his local supermarket, buys just some elastic for dollar ninety nine on special, no doubt. And runs that through his shoelaces, t- ties them up. So all he's got to do is just slip on his shoes, and Bob's your uncle. Fanny's your aunt. You're you're off for, off for the races. So, so that, that that's a couple of little tips there. So going back to um, you need to get faster on the bike. We all need to get faster on that bike. Um, so there's a few things here. You got to keep in mind. You you you've got it. You you can't lose. Um, sight of what your goal is so you your goals from past communications with you is the 70.3 so for, I, i've said this a few times you've got to get the volume in through the volume you get your recovery in once you've got those two things right then you can start adding intensity now you've also complained in past episode or not complained but mentioned in past episodes that you're always riding that thin line of injury so you've got to be this is why you guys should send him more questions regularly because we've got this history now and the questions become a little bit better i get excited anyway um, so you you've had you know you, you've mentioned before you're on that knife edge of injury um so 
you've got to got to keep in mind that if you start adding a lot lot of more hard intensity before you should you're going to be tipped over that edge you're, you it's possible you could be tipped over that edge so you've got to got to really consider just getting that volume in trying to build that bike strength up and then you can slowly add intensity from there so if you, if you follow the plan there there is intensity work as you as you progress um but having said all that let me dive more into how to become a better a better cyclist um and while i'm i'm going to be answering your question i would still recommend sticking with the one plan so it, athletes that chop and change their progression becomes a lot slower because they're always going oh well you know fred down the road's doing 20 times one minute in in one of his runs so i, I need to be doing them i'll bugger it i'm going to do it faster i'll do 22 so it's you know and then that could go against completely what you're trying to achieve in that training block so um but on just a guided template for instance there's a few few things you need to to focus on you to become a better cyclist generally you need more volume um but let's just pretend an, an athlete who's got the is doing i don't know 10 hours of cycling a week and who's been he's plateaued so I'd be looking at trying to in, increase his VO2 max level, his VO2 max ceilings. That's what I'd be trying to increase because from there you can then start working on increasing their FTP or functional threshold power. So, and your functional threshold power is just a percentage of your VO2. So I'd be looking at really trying to increase that and then and I'd also be adding some low cadence work trying to build that strength up so let, let's say you've got um uh, let's say let's say you've got three weekday sessions and a weekend sessions which is going to be a lot more of a longer well hang on let, let's say there's four sessions in a week so three weekday sessions so one I'd be looking at doing a lot of vo2 max work so uh session two I'd probably look at doing some strength endurance work some low cadence maybe heel repeats or you know something good something where your cadence is going to be anywhere between 45 to 65 rpm and you're just chewing those big gears um another one might be um, sweet spot level it's just so start maybe starting off at eight minute efforts and then slowly bringing them out to 20 minute efforts um and then you one on the weekend could be just a nice easy group ride just pumping out some miles in the legs getting some miles up so um but the strength endurance vo2 and sweet spot they're the money makers when trying to improve your increase speed in 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 cycling um or and then then some athletes uh had one athlete where we were able to to put add uh what was it two or two two and a half kilometers per hour over his Ironman time in six months by just simply adding a lot of rolling hill volume so um on his long we built his long rides up a little bit um but his long rides were there were a lot of rolling hills in his long rides and uh, in in a six month period he he improved greatly it was, it was a huge improvement everything else stayed around the same we just changed that and that that did that did uh 
did the trick. Anyway, I hope that helps. If you guys have any other questions, jump on through to the website, trainsmooth.com. Send me an email, tim at trainsmooth.com. Till tomorrow, thank you awesome people. Hooray.